Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Jeff Ford and his wife and business partner, Monica, of Ford Design Build Remodel in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Being able to adapt and lead through crisis is a critical skill for every business owner to have. After their best year ever, Jeff and Monica were gearing up for an even stronger 2019. Everything was on course until two key players, including Monica, were diagnosed with cancer. One year later, they are happy to say that everyone is alive and they also hit all of their business goals. We're going to hear how they did it in just a minute. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hi there. Heidi ho how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's a rainy day here in Maryland. Kind of dismal. It is. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me sort of of those gray, leaden skies of Michigan where I grew up, not <laughs> too far from where our guests are located today. Yep, yep. You know, I think this is a really an important topic to talk about today, how to lead through crisis. I, I'm so interested to, to hear. I mean, to, to be able to still stay on track, hit your goals, and with all of that um, chaos and, and, you know, stirred up mm-hmm. everything, just going haywire, I mean, to be able to do that is, is incredible to me. I mean, to think about how difficult it must have been to keep your brain on task. I know. Uh, it's really a challenge. So let's let's dive in a little bit and hear from our guests today. Yes, who yes. are being very generous and sharing their story. Jeff Forward, with his wife Monica, are business partners of Forward Design Build Remodel in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Jeff has participated in every level at IRA, Remodeler's Advantage, and he's a member of the Mentor Four Group. He's also been a previous guest on this podcast. Now, over the last four years, Jeff has focused on improving his coaching and leadership skills, resulting in improved client satisfaction, planned healthy growth, and a positive team culture. Jeff was recently a semifinalist for the Fred Case Entrepreneur Award and for the Remodeler's Advantage Impact Award. Jeff credits all of his success to the collaboration with Monica, their team, and the Remodeler's Advantage Roundtables. Hey, buddy, thank you for being here. And Monica, it's your first time on the show. It is my first time. Thank you for joining, you. Jeff. This is this is great. I really appreciate you telling your story. I'm sure it wasn't easy to live through at all. And I don't know if it's very easy for you to even talk about now. Um, we we did realize going through kind of gearing up for this that it is still kind of a raw topic or yeah. quite a raw topic, I guess, for, for me. Um, and in these conversations, I really struggled with how do we do this? Um, yeah. When people hear cancer, you know, they, oh, that's so sad. And um, I was really conscious of not wanting to play the pity card or going for the sympathy on this really wasn't what it was about. Right. Um, we just realized because we really moved through this last year that this team was amazing and that we were able to continue and do what we were doing because of all of them. And so, you know, we realized that a lot of people are going to have crisis, hopefully not this one, probably this one at some point, but, um, but there's ways through it and there's ways through Mm -hmm. it with success. And um, we also wanted to share the story one, you know, to celebrate our team, but I know that there's a lot of um, 
this happens a lot and I, I know several people in the community that this has happened with and everyone kind of goes through it differently. Um, but I think this can be a positive story for people who are considering they're at that point in their career, whether, whether they're going to hire a team or mm-hmm. the importance of bringing in the right team and the importance of culture that um, this hopefully lays a little more weight into the value and that it's, it's right. a real value add to mm-hmm. yourself and your clients. Now, just to get a little bit of background on your um, company, how many employees did you have at that at the time that the crisis started to unfold? Uh, 25. Okay, wow. So you did have a pretty significant team at that point. So like you say, Jeff, if somebody's sitting there saying, mm, I'm not sure if I want to grow, well, okay, are you going to continue to fill one role that you're the only one in that role? That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, there's a, it, a lot of risk goes with that, right? Yes. Yes. So tell us, tell us how it unfolded. You, you had a great year in 18. You're heading into 19. You're thinking things are good. You know, who got sick? What was the immediate impact and all that? What's the status now? Um, so, yeah, so 18 was really great. We were just gearing up to and starting to implement the GGOB process. Which is? Um, a great game of business. Okay. Thank um, you. Which Jeff has been really excited about. Um, really, he steered that ship completely. Um, in end of October, early November, I realized something was happening and after several appointments, um, was diagnosed in the middle of November with urethereal cancer, which is a um, cancer that grows inside of your kidney. Okay. Um, it turned out to be a pretty serious cancer that we were hoping it would not be. I had several rounds of chemo and then had my kidney removed in February of last year. I'm almost two weeks my one-year anniversary. Wow. So um, it was significant because at the time I was the only estimator in the company. Oh, my. Um, and then two months after my diagnosis, um, one of our lead designers was diagnosed with ALL, which is a form of leukemia. Oh. And she was found to have uh, the Philadelphia chromosome, which really complicated her cancer. So she has been off just over a year now and is off indefinitely. Oh, Wow. And did you have other designers? She was your lead designer at that time? She was one of our leads. Um, we had just hired another designer who started in early January. Um, and so we had some veterans on the team, um, but a couple newer people as well. Okay, wow. So that must have just thrown you into a tizzy. It would have seemed, but yet it didn't. So paint the picture. What else was going on in the business? Well, the, the great game of business was... Um, our answer to a long promised uh, profit sharing plan to our employees. And we spent a lot of time developing that system. Um, We actually played a preseason, so to speak, in the fourth quarter. And um, I would say easily six months of work went into developing this so we could start it on January 1st. Okay, well, stop um, there for a second. Just back up just a tad. Tell our listening audience in, you know, in a nutshell, what is the great game of business? Where did it come from and what, what is it? Um, the great game of business is a way of running a company that gets everyone at all le- levels of the business um, acting, operating, acting, and thinking as the owner or as an owner in making the company successful. 
Um, it's about fully engaging your employees by teaching them how the business works and what's critical to its success. Okay. Um, and it uses open book management as a tool in the philosophy to, to help teach and track. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. Okay. So back to that. You're getting it on and you did a preseason. Now, what does that term mean? Um, well, so it's a game and we had to design our game. We had to design our scoreboard and we had to know what our key metrics were going to be. Um, and who was going to be owning the line items. And so there's, there's a lot to go into it. Um, and so we had hired a consultant, uh, Zingerman's and their Zing train, um, training facility, which is based here in Ann Arbor. And, um, we were able to set this up and set our schedule up. So what, what I mean by that is we met as a company once a week and we reviewed our scoreboard relative to um, the critical uh, items that we were tracking and we were reporting on it. We were reporting on what, what our plan was, what our forecast was, and then what the actual results were. So, um, and honestly, you know, as we were talking about this, we feel like that just by the fact that we met as a, on a weekly basis, sorry. Um, sorry, take your time. I, I get emotional easy and part of what- um, It's part of your charm, Jeff. We love that about you. <laughs> so, yeah, but just people, have, I think they've grown tired of me crying so much and, you know, like it's, it's kind of a running joke now, but um, the- uh, so it, it really helped us. So that constant meeting um, helped kind of cement kind of the culture that we want here. But I, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Okay, so you were working on the great game of business. That also was going on at, as the as the year was ending. Then then right. this then Monica's illness came upon you. I imagine you had to both be absent a great deal of the time for weeks. No, I mean, we were, we were, I was absent. Um, it, it, it varied. Um, thankfully in the, in the world of cancer, mine was fast, I think in comparison to some, um, I had chemo for a month, but I had it every two weeks for okay. two days. And then again, so I would be out anywhere from five to eight days, come back to work for a couple of days and then go do it all again. Oh, wow. Um, Thankfully, I had my chemo right down the street. So our office manager brought me my laptop one day and I was able to kind of do things from there if I needed to. Wow. Um, but I, I, I was very well covered here. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it was very important to still come in on the days I felt well. Um, sitting at home wasn't really useful for me. Okay. So you you wanted that activity to get your brain I needed, working. I needed and... that interaction. Mm -hmm. um, and Lynette, our business manager, shared with me the other day that the way by me coming in, I chose to kind of get through this whole process um, as positive as I could and with a lot of humor. Mm -hmm. And she said that I probably underestimated the calming effect that that had on the group. Ah. The fact that I could come in and joke around and and still do as much as I could and, and have the impact that I was able to for that time period. Um, just made everybody feel like it was going to be okay. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, spe so speaking of that, so how did, how did the what was the team's reaction when they first found out, and how did that come to pass? We um, 
waited to tell pretty much everyone in our lives, aside from a couple of key people, until we told the team, because we felt it was very important that they hear it from us and that they hear it very early. And we did share it with them at a GGOB meeting. Um, there was a lot of surprise. I wasn't sharing with many people what I was going through up until that point. Um, there were tears, there were hugs, there was um, just a lot of support, um, mm -hmm. physically, emotionally. Uh, they, they brought me gifts, they made me chemo care packages, <laughs> um, flowers, cards, you know, text messages when I got out of surgery. Like it was, it was very humbling. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Okay, so then Jeff, you're in the midst of all this. You're telling your team you're you're concerned about Monica. How did you keep your head in the game, or or did you? Were you able to allow yourself to step out? Um, no, I was not able to keep my head in the game, um, and I had to develop um, a strategy on on what to do. I mean, I was um, I was pretty lost mm -hmm. for a bit. And, um, but when we, when we finally told everyone and, and I saw, you know, the response, um, uh, it, that really helped me because I had such a impending sense of, of doom over mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know, am I going to lose my wife? Am I going to lose, you know, my family? Am I going to lose my, our business? Am I going to lose our clients? I'm going to lose my, my team. Mm -hmm. And um, so seeing how they initially responded just really buoyed um, my soul with that. And um, it had the biggest question that everyone had was kind of what's, what's going to happen? What's next? And um, as the, the leader of the business, I had to make a decision. Are we, are we going to keep our plans? Or are we going to, run with the status quo or, or are we going to step back? Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it, and I felt such a commitment to deliver on this promised, um, you know, profit sharing plan. I mean, literally that it had been in the conversation for three and a half years, uh. maybe four years by this point. So, um, I, I, re I recognize that we had the people, we have the systems and we have the right attitude that we can keep the goals that we set um, and, and then I had to ask, you know, did they want to do that? Could they do that? Would they do that? Um, and, you know, the first person I went to was, uh, Tim, our production manager and, and, and Lynette quickly followed, uh, business manager and they felt, uh, that we could. Um, and so I asked, I asked the team if they could and would want to do this and, and they, they all said yes, but I also had to acknowledge that I'm not going to be here. And right. if I am here, um, I'm just I'm just there to to kind of see how the how things are going, um, ask questions, um, and you know I I ask for patience that I'm not going to be that quick to respond or uh, that I'm, I might cry a lot. Um, and uh, I, I found a book that really helped me, and that was uh, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, uh -huh. uh, which is about leading with vulnerability. Yeah. And, you know, the idea that um, 
uh, vulnerability is is kind of based on shame and, and shame can come from the feeling of social disconnection and not feeling worthy. And those are all, you know, those live in all of us. And so that book really helped me kind of find a, a balance of being present um, and trying to focus on the fun we were having and the successes we were having. But in the end, I was able to make that transition solely based on the feedback I got from my team. Um, and, you know, the, the, the overwhelming positiveness that, that kind of came out of it. And they all, we leaned into them and they leaned into us, you know, mm-hmm. really hard, which, um, so yeah, I, for literally, I want to say three and a half months, um, I showed up here and I, I put on, you know, the, the best attitude that I could and, and everyone, everyone carried through, um, so, the, you know, both of you Most had, everyone. you both had significant roles in the company, front facing, significantly important roles, the only estimator, and you were still a primary salesperson, right, Jeff? Um, we had, uh, we have two project coordinators, but I'm still involved with the sales process uh-huh. um, and with kind of initial design directions. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still involved uh, with all of our clients. So how did you, you know, what did you do to shed yourself? Like Monica, how did you shed some of your estimating duties? How did, what did you do? How did you, how did you manage that? We were fortunate in that one of our team members um, who was in the field at the time actually applied for the estimator position about five years ago. Uh And we, I decided, or we decided at that time that I would end up taking over estimating, but we offered him a position in the field. And we knew he had a desire to kind of grow within the company. And I felt very strongly that we needed to to lean on him, to ask him, because we did not have the luxury of time of bringing someone in to learn our process and learn our systems. Mm -hmm. And what we all know, I'm sure, is estimating is key. You have you cannot mess that up, especially when it's all resting on one person's shoulder. Right. So he graciously accepted and came in and immediately um, started training with me. And if I was out at a treatment or an appointment, he could go back in the field and support the field team and come in on those days that I could train him um, so that when I was off for my larger chunk of time post-surgery, I was off for about a month. Um, at that point, he was pretty self-sufficient. Okay. And now he does 95% of all the estimates. Oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah. So that worked. I mean, that was a good thing. He was promoted, gave him more responsibilities. and It was because I think at one point Jeff said, well, you know, I can jump back in. And there's just no way. There's just no way to put anything else on his plate. The the purpose was we had to take stuff off of both of ours to manage this. So um, we were very, very fortunate for Ryan and he's done a fabulous job. And so now you're, you're back. Um, what do you, what, what's your role now, Monica? What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar question. Um, no, it was really hard when I came back because I, I re- had been replaced in every aspect of my life. Like I didn't have to pick up my kids. I didn't have to make food. I didn't have to get off the couch. Um, I essentially gave my primary function away at work and that was, 
really emotionally challenging for me yeah. uh-huh. because I, you know, we're not going to kick Ryan back out in the field. Right. It's his position now. So um, I still do a lot of miscellaneous things that kind of fall through the cracks. I work with safety. I work with HR. Um, I still collaborate with Ryan on some of the projects. Um, I do have a couple of projects that I'm working on right now with that, but we had started um, kind of a, a sister company, an interior mm. furnishings company a couple years ago, and it hadn't really gotten off the ground. We did a little bit with it. And one of the new designers we brought in has a strong interiors background. And so I said, okay, let me do this. So I've been setting that company up and getting that rolling um, as well as still maintaining my forward duties. Great. And also, she's a huge leader in the company and very involved with all of our strategy, obviously, mm-hmm. and I think she underplays that a little bit. Well, so, Jeff, then what did you do to get, I mean, you, you told them you weren't going to be there, but who took your role? Um, so, uh, Tim, uh, it, it, it kind of was a shared responsibility, but I would say as the general leader within the company, Tim, our production manager, really stepped up and he was the go-to person for mm-hmm. any and all questions. And mm-hmm. Lynette um, was right uh, with him in terms of uh, answering all of the administration questions and, you know, really stepping up for running the office and being the uh, kind of the force du jour inside the, the building um, or up front in the design part. But um and then my both our sales team they 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 jumped right into this and um, you know they would just give me reports and updates and my my job was to I still had to coach I still had to um, you know I still had to be present as as much as I could or have them feel supported that was my key um, and and so I'm sorry I'm going to reference another book uh, called. Um, the coaching habit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's a book about learning how to ask the right questions. And so, uh, you know, I just got into the habit of asking a lot of questions and, you know, they would answer them in, in, in a way that, you know, built my confidence in them, which, which I already had, but it also built their confidence that I was trusting mm-hmm. what they were saying and not second guessing or not mm-hmm. try this or do that. It was just asking and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that kind of was my modus operandi, you know, at that time. So, you know, nobody can predict when something like this will happen. What steps had you taken or would you take now to prepare even more strongly than you were prepared in this instance? Are there things you would have done or you would do differently now? Um, I would say making uh, having a more detailed report of our of our team and um, knowing what their future goals are. Th- that is something that we we do in our uh, yearly reviews. I want to know what where people want to be, where they want to go, uh-huh. and that's within this company. And eventually onward and outward, um, whether it's owning your own business. Um, but I was, you know, that, that was, I have that information, but it's not a shared information. So if something were to happen to me, no one would know uh, about those things. So 
And thank you for asking that question because that is, I need to share that document. And um, Monica, for Monica to know and Tim and Lynette and, and everyone on our leadership team. I think for me, I, I think it became really apparent having one person essentially doing an entire department could have really, really hurt us. Mm -hmm. Had we not had the lag time where I could have, or I had that time with Ryan and we were able to bring him in. Um, if I was out on a moment's notice, that would have had a really huge impact. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the reason that I still have a couple jobs and like, I have to keep my feet in it because I, I definitely want to prevent as much as possible something like that happening and we don't have a backup. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. I think that would be like the whole idea of cross training, right? Yep. Um, exactly. Whether you have two people or one person, at least if somebody else there knows how to do the job, they could step in even as a stopgap to get you through the exactly. worst of the crisis. And yeah, and my my cross check can't be Jeff, and right. I can't be his because if something happens to one of us, we're both pretty much out. So that's right. That's right. That's a good point. So tell us about the company right now. How are you feeling? How's everybody feeling about things? And and you know what's the status now? Um, I think the status is great. The, this has really kind of brought us all a little closer. Um, it's a really great group of people that has a lot of fun together. We ended the great game in December with a win and mm. a really nice profit share, nice. which made all of the hard work really pay off for everyone. Right. Um, I will be honest, this was, this was Jeff's ship to steer with the great game. And when I got sick, I said, I don't think we should do it. I think you need to pause. He was adamant of, to push through. And it's interesting because I'll sit in meetings and a team member will speak up and say, you know, I was just thinking about the budget and holistically, and do we really need donuts at every meeting? And, you know, <laughs> and so they, like, what? <laughs> so they, they are, everyone holistically is coming up with mini games and different things of just how to be more efficient and impacting the areas that they can impact and yep. to see that ownership and see that thoughtfulness um, has been really a cool thing to watch. Oh, very cool. Jeff, any last thoughts? Um, it, yeah, it's been a fantastic year in, you know, in terms of the results of the company, our hardest year to get through uh, emotionally, um, both with obviously Monica and Anne Marie, but I'm just, I'm so proud of how the team, you know, came together mm -hmm. When Anne Marie got sick, we threw a fundraiser for her and we raised ten thousand wow. uh, dollars to help in her transition, you know, through this. And which I have to point out was all items that our team crafted or donated really? for a silent auction because we have so many guys in the field who make really amazing things and they donated all of these items that they made and raised all this money and it was just really cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And another, uh, so just, we've, we've transitioned everything into Google photos. So i now I can quickly find all these photos. And I found just a couple of days ago, a picture with Monica had her hair, uh, head shaved, um, you know, at, at the start of the chemo mm -hmm. and, um, Two of our carpenters uh, came in for at a GGOB meeting and shaved their heads too. <laughs> I remember and, seeing and that. That just, was awesome. I, Talk about moral support, you know? Right. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I, I, so, that you, that must have been a tearjerker. 
Well, we yes. had our, um, I had, we had my first chemo in the beginning of December and four days later, mustered it up and went to our end of the year dinner. And I was very ill, but I made it and talked to everyone and um, had several people just declare their love for me, which was yeah. super sweet. And the next morning, Ryan came to our house and brought us cookies that he had made with his mom and his aunts and said that they were talking after I had left. And him and John wanted to ask permission to shave their heads with me. Aww. And I said, of course. And so this, you have to tell us when it happens. You have to tell us. And so I sent them both a picture. <laughs> and two days later, I saw them. And we were all bareheaded. So oh, it was, that's it was great. pretty cool. That's great. Some of, some of the team was actually upset. They're like, we didn't know this was happening. We all would have done it. <laughs> that's cool. Well, hey, guys, how about we um, – we do the great game of the Power Tips podcast, and we uh, go the lightning round. What do you think? All right. Let's do it. How, who's who's going to answer the questions? How about we do Monica? How's that sound? Okay, but be nice. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's always nice. I'm sort of. Yeah, kind of. Sort of, kind of. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Okay, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? Um, okay, so I will be honest, and I'm not the best business book reader. I leave that to my husband. Um, but my favorite book that I have actually purchased for our team is called The Four Agreements. And it is very um, useful in business and in personal. If you weren't the owner of a remodeling company, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I would most likely be selling real estate, which mm. I did in the past and would go back to. What are you not very good at? I am not a good dancer <laughs> at all. Your room, your desk, or your car? Which would you clean first? My car. Which is better, reggae or jazz? Reggae. What's your biggest pet peeve? I have so many. <laughs> um, this is actually a joke in our house. Um, <laughs> I, I just have a lot of issues. So <laughs> in one word, describe yourself in high school. Ooh, extroverted. Okay. <laughs> you did good. So you yes, did awesome. Good. That was great. There you go. That was painless. That was painless. That was painless. You did good. So, okay. yeah, so thank you guys so much for sharing your story with us. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I think it is it's so important for people to pay attention. You know, we've been doing this, working with remodelers for, you know, over 30 years and, We've there's been a lot of crises in a lot of families, and I think the things you shared today uh, are going to be very helpful to everybody else to start thinking about preparation and you know all the things you need to do to get through something as successfully as you did. Phenomenal! So congratulations on your fortitude and strength and all that. Thank you. Now, Thank before you. we let you go, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and why they resonate with you. Um, okay. So five words to go further, bring others. Okay, great. And why tell us and, what that's for, for you? Well, we wouldn't have accomplished anything. Um, we wouldn't, our business would look totally different today if we hadn't done all the work with our team. Um, and so we are at this point in time because of our team. So we've, I feel we've successfully brought others yes. to get to this point. That's wonderful. And you that do great. that often. You're such a generous member of Roundtable, Jeff, 
to all the time. Oh, so thank, thank you, you so much for that. And Monica, and thank you always, for sharing. That was my pleasure. And I get so much out, of, out in return. And you did so much. Uh, you did great on, on this interview because you are a crier in general. <laughs> so, I mean, I got to I got to say, I, I, I was once out at dinner with you and they brought the wrong salad dressing and you cried. <laughs> so, Mark, you're going to be nice. <laughs> I said I was going to be nice to Monica, not to you. <laughs> no, this was great. Yeah, thank you, guys. You got her pretty good today. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the Michigan winter. And hopefully it'll be uh, sunny yes, there you. again soon. Bye. Thank you. Take care, guys. That was such an inspiring story, you know? You can't prepare for something like that. I mean, you can talk about it, but how can you? It's yeah. so difficult. And to be able to hold it together, and it always comes down, no matter what, it always comes down to your network and, and the people around you. Mm-hmm. And I think that at least what I took from it was the the only way to really be prepared for something like this is to do a good job in building a team. Mm-hmm. Because if you have the right team and you have good people, you can get through anything. You know, and as awful as, as cancer is and illnesses and crises can be, there are some benefits to this story. Like, you know, years ago, I had a business partner and her husband became very ill and she had to step out. And one of the benefits is, awful that it had to happen this way, but was that I was forced to step up and it gave me a confidence that I had never had before because I was able to do it. And I'm sure their staff, especially Ryan, they talked about it, took over the estimating. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful opportunity for him and how loyal he would feel. Yeah. You're talking about the silver lining, right? Right. That's the, the, and you should always try to find some good out of any situation, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yes, that's a hundred percent. You know, I think I should mention also that we have partnered with the American Cancer Society for our Roundtables apparel and the Roundtables group pride gear that we have on our store online. 100% of the proceeds from every sale goes to the American Cancer Society. So to our members out there, it's a great way to show your pride and excitement and love for Roundtables and for your Roundtables group and um, also a great way to, to support cancer research. And not to mention... That they're also super cool looking. They're all retro designs, really cool. So that not only do you get to do something good with the Cancer Society, you get to wear some super cool gear at the same time. Yeah, 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 for sure. We'll have to put a link to that. But you can just visit remodelersadvantage.com slash store and, and check out the gear and apparel. But it was it was great to hear from them. Yes. And I'm so, so happy for them to, to have that kind of in the... In the rear view mirror, mirror right. you know, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yep. That well, was great. And thanks to the forward team for sharing. And uh, another one is in the books. Yes, it is. That was great. So we want to thank Jeff and Monica for taking the time and being willing to share this story. I know it wasn't easy for them. And as always, we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day. Whoa, whoa.
It's beautiful.